The Sharks continue to be the laughing stock of the NHL after a 10-2 loss to the Pittsburgh Penguins on Saturday night. We're going to dig into what's next for San Jose, what do the stats say for this game, and try to figure out an actual Penguins rooting guide for this season. So all that and more on today's episode. Your Locked On Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast of your favorite level losers in the Bay Area. My name is J.D. Young, and I want to thank you for making Locked on Sharks your first listen. Probably a part of the Locked on Network. We cover your team every day. And if you want to be an everyday, all you got to do is just uh, follow along wherever you get your favorite podcast. Or you can also subscribe on YouTube as well. Or do both. Both is great. And we're going to be digging into uh, what, where do the Sharks go from here after their consecutive double uh, game of, of giving up 10 or more goals? Um, and what changes need to be thought about being made here? Plus, uh, try to figure out the proper way to root for the Penguins this year. Cause I've seen a lot of, well, should it just let the Penguins be bad and get an unprotected first round pick next year? What, like what is the try to kind of figure out what I think is the best way to root for the Penguins this year. So before we get into all that, I uh, do want to let you guys know today's episode is brought to you guys by game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on NHL for $20 off your first purchase. So if you had a social life or um, had literally anything else better to do than to watch the Sharks on Saturday night, uh, the Sharks did something that hasn't been done since the 1965 Bruins. Uh, consecutive, consecutive games of giving up 10 goals or more. Um, this is bad uh it's bad like i am 1000 percent team tank the tank the sharks should be bad and try to get the first pick in the draft um sell off assets whatever like that that is um there's that mode of being bad and then there's whatever we've been watching uh this season from the sharks um you are at the point where now you're actively hurting your franchise when you give up 10 goals in two consecutive games. Um, like, I know, I know this roster is not good. You, every, anybody who follows hockey knows this roster is not good, but that doesn't mean it can't compete night in, night out. Like, look at last year, right? You had teams, you know, teams were actively trying to be bad um, for Connor Bedard, but you still had teams that played hard in night in and night out. You know, uh, Columbus you know, played pretty well down the stretch. Chicago played pretty well down the stretch, you know, like Anaheim had its, I, well, Anaheim had coaching issues. Um, but you saw like the, this, this is not normal. Um, you're the Sharks are on pace to give up, have the worst goal differential in NHL history. Um, this is, this is bad. Like you can't keep, trotting doing what you're doing and expect things to be different um 
for and I, I think I I think this is going to come down to David Quinn. Um, this team just looks completely unprepared to do anything. And again, yes, I know this roster is bad, but this isn't the only bad roster we've seen in the NHL. Like the again, look at some of the teams at the last year um, who went in with actively bad rosters, and they still competed. Right? They they tried to win games, and yes. Again, difference between tanking, like as a franchise, you are tanking uh, and then actively just doing whatever the Sharks are doing right now. It, it's it's bad for the players. It's bad, it's bad for everyone involved. Um, you can't expect to set, you know, some sort of culture or, or like foundation um when you are getting the doors blown off you night in and night out um how are you going to expect to have Eklund like do anything it's not even the production right it's just the like the quote-unquote learning to play the right way right make sure you finish your, your you forecheck hard make sure you compete make sure you're playing that you know defense like a detail-oriented defense game when you're losing by eight goals um like it that's just not feasible um you're you're actively hurting your your roster um when you do this and Again, I know this roster is terrible, and I said this was going to be one of the worst teams in the NHL, and I, I predict, you know, I think it's pretty safe to say they're the worst team in the NHL. But you have to show some heart or something, like, and I, I think it's going to come down. I think Mike Greer is going to have to make a decision with David Quinn here soon because um, I don't know how you can keep trotting out the same coach with the same lineups with the, and expect different results. And I honestly thought David Quinn was going to be safe this season. Um, there was kind of a, I don't know if there was a wink and a nod that like, Hey, we know we're going to be bad this year, but brighter days are ahead. As long as you do your part, make sure the team at least looks semi competent and professional on a night in a night out basis. But the team just doesn't look like that. Um, it's like, hockey 101 mistakes of you know guys pinching at the wrong time um guys you know trying to like not covering on a three-on-one in the right like like it's uh, like the penguins played terrible like, i don't think the penguins played a good game and they put up 10 goals without even having to try um you're you face vegas on friday um that is going to be an absolute bloodbath with the way Vegas Vegas put seven up on Colorado yesterday, uh, this weekend. Um, if the Sharks keep playing like this, like what's the record? 16 goals in a game or something like that. Like it's um, it, this, this is this, this has to change. This has to change um, again. I didn't expect the Sharks to win a lot of games. I still don't expect the Sharks to win a lot of games, even if they do change coaches. Um, but it's how you lose, right? It's not that you're losing. It's how you lose. Are you going out there and competing? Are you still, are you making an effort to try to, you know, do things the right way? And when you're losing, again, you are losing by eight goals. How is anyone expected to do things the right way when it's just like, Let's just get to the locker room and get out of here. Um, I, I don't know. 
Quinn, David Quinn seems like a really nice guy. Uh, I was hopeful for him when the Sharks hired him that like maybe he learned from his previous mistakes, all that stuff. Um, I I just I don't know how David Quinn has a job past Thanksgiving at this point as the Sharks continue to play this way. Um, you have to maybe they they kind of get their their ass together here and they start to play some decent hockey go uh the flyers who've been pretty good this season but have you know carter hart's not available and then you play edmonton on thursday like again i'm not saying you're going to win those games could you at least make them competitive like that edmonton team has been just if it wasn't for the sharks that edmonton team would be the talk of the nhl with how bad they have played this year um again i'm I know they're not going to win a lot of games and I know this roster is bad and I eyes on the prize Macklin Celebrini baby, but like you're the whole plan was to like, okay, you know, be bad. We'll trade off. We'll hope some guys like, you know, Anthony Duclair, uh, you know, maybe Mike Hoffman, Barrett Benoff. Some of these guys can play well. Maybe you can flip them for some picks. Um, Let the young kids kind of come in and, and develop like, that plan is you're not getting anything for anybody because nobody looks like a competent NHL player right now. Um, and you, a change must be made. Um, either the sharks need to start playing competent hockey. And again, if you're losing like three to one, like, and you're trying and you know, you're just, you're talent poor. And that's what the sharks are right now. You're talent poor. That's fine. But getting blown out, uh, 10 to one, 10 to two night in night out. Um, this can't stand. And Mike Greer is going, if this continues, Mike Greer is going to have to make a very, very tough decision with one of its, I know his friend, but, um, Greer has been very ruthless as a GM, right? Um, with the Eklund eight day, you know, the Eklund eight games thing, like with the trades, like he has been very, you know, like cut and dry with it. And, um, David Quinn has not been holding up his end of the bargain right now. And I, I just, at this rate, like if, if the sharks don't start producing, I don't think David Quinn is going to make it to Thanksgiving. So um, enter Ryan Worsowski. That'd be my pick. Again, we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but Ryan Worsowski, who was a, uh, was a candidate um, for a head coaching job with the sharks when they hired David Quinn, uh, former AHL Chicago Wolves coach, won the uh, you know won the championship with them. Is known for his development and his ability to communicate with players. And you wonder if it might just be something as as simple as a change in the voice here soon. So um, we'll dig into the numbers here in just a second, uh, and of course try to figure out the proper uh, Penguins rooting guide. But if you guys want to snap uh, into the NFL season, FanDuel is America's number one sports book because right now new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150. If your team wins, you're thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get on the action. So the app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads player props over unders and more um christian mccaffrey touchdowns guys uh i know the, the niners are on by he probably still scored a touchdown today just because uh that's what they do but keep hammering that christian mccaffrey uh touchdown and you're probably gonna have a good time so visit fanduelcom slash locked on and kick off the nfl season fanduel official partner of the nfl 
And if you need to look for new talent, um, Indeed is the way to go. When you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could do the same thing with your business team? If you're building a roster to win the league, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. If you hate waiting, and who likes waiting? Hate Waiting's dumb. Uh, Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. So join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality candidates that match your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring now. Go to Indeed.com slash locked on. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, so what do these stats actually say about this game? Uh, again, a game where you lost 10 to 2. Um, it wasn't as like the Vancouver game where you like, if you kind of look at the numbers, you're like, oh, this kind of looks pretty close. Uh, not so much with this one. So 5v5 time. Um, Penguins uh, basically own the, the shot attempts at. They had 60% course, uh, 56 to 38. Um, the scoring chances are what what really, and that's that was the, the, the thing of the, the game was just how many catastrophic errors that just like how many rush chances did you see um, from from Pittsburgh where it was just like, oh, they're on the rush again. Oh, no, it's a two on one. Oh, it's a three on one. And um, yeah, scoring chances 33 to 19 at 5v5. Um, high danger chances 20 to 6 in favor of the Penguins. Uh, expected goals forwards 3.17 to 1.95, um, 5v5. So. Um, yeah, the Penguins, basically, they took a bajillion shots right in front of the net. And this is what happens uh, when the defense completely collapsed. Well, the entire team completely collapses. So uh, Mackenzie Blackwood got a mercy pull. Magnus Krona came in, made his NHL debut. Um, if you want to learn more about Magnus Krona, go check out my interview with him last week. Uh, super great guy. So really rooting for him. But um, again, like these, they're just both just put in insane uh like like what are those guys supposed to do so um for the sharks again like the number we only is <laughs> so bad the um so we had a little bit of change in the lines as to be expected uh anthony duclair tomas hurdle and mike hoffman played uh we're on that first line um uh, then you had eklund granlin zetterlin uh cunning sturm uh, zadina and then you had carpenter mcdonald and smith as your fourth line um yeah it was pretty much more of the same what we what we've have seen so the eklund granlin zetterlin the lund line um uh, played 1042 time on ice 10 shots for 14 allowed um actual shots was four to eight did give up a goal uh 0.3 expected goals 4.62 expected goals allowed five scoring chances gave up five one high danger chance gave up three um yeah 
The hurdle line, giant 16, uh, time on ice 5v5, 11 to 12 shot attempts, uh, 8 to 7 shots, 4 in favor of that line. Uh, expectables 4 is 0. 0.5 to 0. 0.72. Um, and then 7 to 7 scoring chances, high danger is 4 to 4. Hunnin, Sturm, Zadina. 752, six to eight uh, shot attempts, three to five uh, scoring uh, chances, four gave up two goals, 0.11 to 0.67 expected goals in favor of the Penguins, two to seven scoring chances, zero to four high danger chances, all in favor of the Penguins. Um, yeah, I mean, even looking at the goalies, like it's just, it's not fair because of the situation that those guys are put in. So, um, Again, the Sharks play the Flyers on Tuesday. Um, looking like the guys who actually like, I thought played. I thought McDonald played pretty well. To be honest, I did have a goal um, on the power play, um, and then I thought Eklund. Like Eklund's one of those guys. Like it doesn't matter the score, he's going to continually try to like he, you know, and be active and stuff. Um, I don't know what we got to do to get Eklund on the top line. Um, I know him and Granlin have a little bit of chemistry there, but like this team is so devoid for, for scoring. This is only the second time they've had two goals from uh, the season. Um, I like put hurdle declare and, and Eklund together and just be like, you know what? You guys are, you guys are the line. You guys have to produce. We're going to go with what you guys can do because um, Mike Hoffman, who was literally a healthy scratch the game before and then gets inserted into the top line because like doesn't make sense. Right. And then by the end of the game, Mike uh, Jacob McDonald was playing the defenseman. Remember, Jacob McDonald, the defenseman was playing first line winger for the, the Sharks because he was one of the few guys that actually had uh, any sort of jump to his game. So um, you you have to play. You have like. Eklund has done everything you asked. I know this season has been uh, abomination uh, so far this year. Um, put him with Hurdle and Duclair and at least see if you can get something clicking. If if you're a one-line team, then so be it. You're a one-line team. Uh, the Sharks were a one-line team last year, right? You were one-line team with Eric Carlson on defense, but still, like this was a one-line team last year with Hurdle, Timo Meyer, and then kind of whoever was kind of floating in there. Um, you, you, you have to try, you have to shake things up here. And I think hurdle or Eklund has been one of your best, what three forwards this season. Um, like who else would declare is starting to come on a little bit lately, but like um, hurdles been one of your best forwards this year. Um, you need to put him on the top line and just and see see if you can try to produce some sort of offense. If it doesn't work, um, then you can put hurdle. You can put Eklund. As long as you can't change lines again, so um, the, I expect big changes when it comes to the lines for Tuesday's game against uh, the Flyers. Um, but that's you, you gotta give you gotta give yourself a fighting chance. And if it's you load up your top line and just say, screw it, these are our guys we're going to battle with. And if they can't score, then we're just not gonna score. That's fine. At least you're trying something different and you're putting your best players together and hoping that they can be special at moments for the game. So um yeah, another just absolute tire fire by the sharks. So 
Hooray. Uh, let's get into how you, a Sharks fan, should be rooting for the Penguins this year uh, and why a potential unprotected 2025 pick sounds intriguing, but is might be way harder to, to, to actually get than you think. So uh, we'll get to that here in just one second. But I do want to talk to you guys about our friends over at Game Time. Um, You shouldn't have to worry about buying tickets um, to your next big event. Um, Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. The killer last-minute deals and all-in prices, views from your seat, and the best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. I like game time for two reasons. Uh, one, you know exactly where you're going to sit because there's nothing worse than getting there and realizing you have bad seats. You can see a picture of your your view. Um, that way you're like, hey, maybe I don't like this view. Let me go check out this view over here uh, for kind of the same price. Or, you know, you can see what you're going to get into. And two, all the fees are included. Nothing worse they going to check out and they slap a bunch of fees on top uh, of it. So game time, they are obsessed with finding deals to help you save money on tickets. And they can even have uh, deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. Even an hour after it starts is the time. Uh, it's the place to find last minute deals. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time, download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on NHL for $20 off your first purchase terms that apply again, create an account and redeem code locked on L O C K E D O N N H L for $20 off download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. Um, as a Sharks fan, one of the, the big questions is this year is how do I root for things to kind of work out for the Sharks, at least traffic wise, right? We know with the New Jersey Devils, right? Go Devils, make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, and then like that gets you a first round pick. Yes, it'll be pick 29, 30, 31, 32, depending on how far they make it. But um, like that's still a first round pick. Uh, and then if you're really bad, you're probably going to have pick 33. So um, you could be looking at two very close picks there. But the Penguins offer a lot of intrigue because they're a top 10 protected pick, right? Um, and right now, looking at Tankathon, the Penguins, if the season ended today, uh, thank God, mercifully, if the season ended today, um, the Penguins would be picking in the top 10, which has led a lot of fans to be like, a lot of people, I'm not making fun of, you know, this is it is a discussion and I see the merit to it. But a lot of fans saying, like, hey, if it's a top 10 protected pick, um, and the penguins are picking top 10 this year, what makes you think that they wouldn't be picking top 10 next year when you would get it an actual unprotected top 10 pick, uh, which could then be first overall or whatever it is, right? Um, as a very, very intriguing option uh to have a top 10 protected pick, but I just don't think it's that easy uh one i don't think the penguins are going to be like the fifth or sixth worst team um in in the nhl this season right um pulling up our good friends over at tankathon um so yeah right now as of right now they'd be picking six but if you look at some of the teams that are kind of ahead of them 
um, in the standings, like a lot of teams that you maybe don't expect to kind of be there at the end, right? Uh, look at like the Washington Capitals, who played better recently, you know, have won or have gone five, four, and one in their last 10. But like, do you think the Capitals are going to kind of be there at the end? Even the Flyers, who the Sharks play on Thursday, like, have had a really nice start to the season, but Carter Hart's going to be out for a while. And um, again, a lot of people per- kind of chose the Flyers as the other team who'd be tanking with the Sharks this season. The Blues, who are picking number 18 right now, um, have just an atrocious offense as the Sharks. Um, and right now they're picking number 18. Um, even teams like the Ducks, who've come out and played really well, they're picking like 22. I kind of heard, I don't expect them to be kind of there by the end of the season, right? Could the Ducks be more of a, you know, 11 to 15 team, which would be a huge improvement for the Ducks. Um, Like there's just a lot of teams right now who are, you know, and then looking at the bottom of the standings, right? Edmonton. I know Edmonton's got off to a terrible start this year, but again, you have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. You would expect them to, start to kind of put things together here at some point. Um, I know Ottawa has been very disappointing, but like they could be also looking for a new coach here soon. And um, sometimes you get just a new voice um, in the room. Minnesota has been kind of disappointing as well, but I still believe in like some of their talent and think that they are going to be a fringe playoff team. So some of these teams are down at the bottom. Like you kind of expect them, things are going to change and shake out. So, um, but as for Pittsburgh, I still think rooting for them to be the 11th pick this year is the way to go. Um, and here's why I think it's just it's too much to ask for for them to be bad two seasons in a row, right? Um, and I know what you're going to say. Like, J.D., this roster's old. Uh, like, no cap. How are they going to get better? Hold on. Let me tell you. So, if the shark, if the penguins say if they do pick in, you know, the top 10, um, going into the draft, you would then have a top 10 pick that you could trade because it is your pick. So you could either pick somebody, but like, does it make sense for the penguins to make a top 10 selection, especially when you're in Stanley Cup or bust mode and you're going to be like that for a while? Uh, Kyle Dubas, the, the general manager, is a very aggressive guy. Um, we've seen what he did with the Maple Leaves, just trying to acquire as much talent as possible. And we've seen him kind of doing that with, with the penguins, right? He had a very, uh, he, he's changed that roster on the fly very quickly this offseason and added Eric Carlson, who Carlson, you know, uh, again, we know he wasn't going to put up 100 points again this year, but I think he's starting to produce and starting to kind of find his way in that that with that team right now. Um, so Kyle Dubas with a top 10 pick, why couldn't he make a Alex to bring it like trade, right? Acquiring a young or a, an immediate star, um, for from a team that is, you know, looking to maybe rebuild or looking to kind of blow things up, right? Um, we don't know who that is, but like, what if it's Calgary, who's looks like they're gonna, you know, be very bad this season? Uh, what if it's what if it's you know, like Winnipeg? I know they they uh, ink Telebuck and stuff, but like. 
what if it's Columbus? Columbus has a bad season. Johnny Gaudreau, again, I am just spitballing here. Johnny Gaudreau is just like, I'm out, dude. Like, send me to Pittsburgh. Uh, it's pretty close to Ohio. Um, for a top 10, for a team like Columbus, which is early in its rebuild, adding a potential another top 10 pick to give them two top 10 picks. Again, I'm speculating here, but, um, and, so you would have a top 10 pick and then the penguins have $17 million projected in cap space next season um, for the off season. You'd have Jeff Carter coming off the books uh, and, and his $3 million. You would have to make some, just like Jake Gensel. Um, you'd have to make a decision on him. If you want to resign him and Jake Gensel has been a good player for, or, you know, for the penguins. But if you could upgrade, take some of that Jake Gensel money and upgrade a player, um, you know, I think you'd have to really think hard about it. Um, I know that Pierre Oliver Joseph, who's an RFA, and you know you'd have to make some decisions there. But I mean, the roster, you know, as of right now, they have 15 guys under contract, so it's not like they have to sign a ton of ton of dudes, and they have 17 million dollars in cap space. So you could be aggressive, um, like if you do not want to trade your first round pick, you could still be aggressive in free agency to try to add. Um, players in free agency to a team that is very much a win now type of team. Um, so again, I, I just, I, it's hard for me to imagine the penguins with as long as Crosby's healthy um, because Crosby's still playing very, very well. It's hard for me to imagine them missing the playoffs three seasons in a row. So give me two seasons in a row. Give me that 11th pick. Um, and then like, just wash your hands of it. Cause again, I think, I think if the penguins miss the playoffs this, this season, there's going to be a lot of, a uh, lot of changes coming as Kyle Dubas tries to kind of, uh, reform this team on the fly. And I think you would have, he would have some opportunities to do that with a top 10 pick um, and uh, some cap space to do that. And I just, I think it's hard. I just have trouble seeing the penguins being that bad for that long. Um, But stranger things have happened. Uh, Eric Carlson uh, pick becomes number three in the draft. Um, So there is that. Let's see where the penguins go, but that's kind of my my thinking about it. Is I I would rather take the sure thing of a top eleven pick. Granted, if the penguins continue to kind of play the way they are, they having to play this game again next year with where I think there's a lot more opportunities for the penguins to kind of get better next year. So um, that's going to be it for me today. We'll be back tomorrow to discuss uh, recap the Flyers Sharks game. Uh, maybe we'll talk some Cuda in there as the Cuda looked much much better this weekend uh, as well. Uh, Sharks might have something in Georgie Romanoff, so uh, so we'll probably discuss some uh, Cuda as well. Um, and how their weekend went. Um, so make sure you guys are following along wherever you get podcasts. And of course, you can watch on YouTube as well. Um, you can also follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Locked on Sharks. You can follow me on Twitter at My Fry Hole. Until tomorrow. Bye, friends. <laughs>